Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the People's Review, courtesy of the No Spots Podcast and the True Radio Network, where DC's People's Champ will break down every and any wrestling event that's taking place as only the champ can do. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of the People's Review, brought to you by the No Spots Podcast. I guess it would help if we were actually on the stream and not hiding. But ladies and gentlemen, we are getting close to that time where we're going to be in set, where they're going to be in Sendai determining who is going to challenge for their respective divisions, tag team championships at Wrestle Kingdom. It is getting so close, and we are going to talk about it here on this episode of World Tag League Super Junior Tag League Rebound. I am DC's People's Champ. I am joined as always by our New Japan contributor and uh, an analyst to my left, your right, if you're watching us live on twitch.tv slash Pod, He woke up as this guy formerly known as War Game Sage. Now he's just Sage. What's up, Sage? <sighs> Tag League is halfway over, bro. Halfway over. It's more than halfway over. They are, they I have mean, only have one match left. Everybody I has know, one match like, left, and World Tag League yeah, has two matches left. But it's just like, bruh, look how fast we came through this show. I know, right? That's what happens. We only have one. That's what happens. We only have one block in ten to, in ten teams. Like it just goes by quick. Like we're already at the end. So. When we get to the end of our uh, of the review, what I sent you in in our chat, I want to say I want to throw that into the universe, like that that's out on the internet. But I kind of want to that's been the thing this week. Throw it into the universe. Um, I, well, I, I guess we can. I guess we can universe. make that story time with Sage. Is that scenario? Ah, yeah, absolutely. Here we go. We got a story go. time with Sage today. Ah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Hello, Frankie. How you doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? We make it happen. But um, we got we have a lot to talk about on this episode. Uh, we have a bit of piece, a little bit of news out of Japan about uh, some execs from New Japan, as well as other wrestling organizations meeting with the Japanese government. We'll tell you what that's all about uh, in our news portion. And then we'll look back on this past week's action. As you know, we already talked about last Friday because we delayed our podcast by a day. So we already talked about Friday. So we're only going to talk about Saturday all the way through to uh, through uh, Tuesday, or Wednesday, I should say, and so I'll give you all the action there. And then we're going to look at the current standings and look at some scenarios that could play out to see which two teams will end up facing each other in the final on Wednesday, December the 14th in Sendai for both Super Junior Tag League and World Tag League. And then we'll oh, preview the true. final... Well, we're going to preview the final three nights. The final three nights of uh, of the of league action. One more night for Super Junior Tag League and two more nights for World Tag League where those two those three nights will determine who will, what two teams will move on to that final on Sendai on the 14th. Uh, so we got that, and then as you heard, a little breaking news is that we're going to have another edition of Story Time with Sage, baby. And when you, hear, when you hear the scenario that he posted in our group chat, your eyes are going to, like, pop out of your head because it's, it's wild. Wow. I'm telling you, it's wild. wild. And it's, it's, so like wild. I get what I, it's like I get what I've been yelling about 
fine. Like if, if that scenario happens, whoa, I can't wait till we get there. Absolutely. Uh, but before we get there, let's talk about a quick news story coming out of Japan. This past uh, this past Tuesday, December the 6th, over in Japan, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling President Takami Obari, along with Chairman Naoki Sugubayashi and veteran wrestler Yuji Nagata, joined a whole host of individuals that represent combat sports in Japan, including MMA and others, uh, uh, met with the nonpartisan diet. Diet Caucus for the Promotion of Combat Sports. The first such meeting with this caucus since November the 19th, uh, 2020, uh, 2020, so a little over two years since the last time uh, they held this caucus. And the main, the main speaking point from most of the combat sports uh, representatives was lifting restrictions on audible cheering. Um, as you know, when the pandemic hit, New Japan, as well as other Japanese combat sports and wrestling organizations, shut down operations until about June. And when they came back, it was no crowds. Then they brought back smaller uh, smaller capacity crowds, but they could only clap and stomp. Slowly but surely, over the last two years, they've increased capacity size, but still there was no cheering. There was only clapping and stomping. Then this past September, they uh, New Japan introduced this concept where on specific events they would have call it cheering events where a specific section of the venue would be allowed to cheer while the rest of the venue would remain under the restrictions of only clapping and stomping which has been a pretty big success and also uh, president uh the president of New Japan uh, Obari did present data to the caucus that during these uh, cheering events, there have been no known transmissions of the COVID-19 virus because even though they're cheering, they are still required to wear a mask. So the plea from uh, from uh, President Obari was to act, he asked the government two questions. One, to allow for full capacity vocal crowds at professional wrestling venues and to allow for easing on restrictions from local government and venues. Uh, which Clearly, it's working. These cheering events, you're getting a lot more energy. And plus, there's been no reports of any positive COVID test, COVID-19 tests that have come out of these events. So clearly, something is working to where wrestling needs to get back to its roots of having fans be audible in their cheers and everything like that. So I come to you, Sage. I got my first question to you is. What do you think about the fact that they're finally addressing this of, hey, we need to let this be a, a regular thing and not just a here and there thing? It's long overdue because around the rest of the world, it's, it's, it's going on, such as the World Cup. The World Cup right now, it's, you hear the cheering, you hear everything, and that's in Qatar. So, like, around the world, they've allowed it to be audible with it. The one thing that I do like about that they – them doing this was it reduced it, it severely severely reduced the number of uh covid tests or covid positive cases and then when you turn around and look at it as some of the wrestlers were getting covid then it's then now you don't hear that the wrestlers are getting covid anymore like it's now a thing of hey is is this I think this is the perfect time to address it. 
I think they hit it on the mark of when to address it because putting these events back at that is one thing, but imagine if it was a venue like the Tokyo Dome being sold out and they say people can't cheer. We've been through that last year. I need I need I need the crowd for the Tokyo Dome. It's January 4th. It's in the middle of the week. It's a it's like a holiday over there. I need that. Wrestle Kingdom is life. <laughs> like, well, it's funny because you mentioned that because that was going to be my next question was, will the Japanese government lift that, lift those restrictions on crowd noises in time for Wrestle Kingdom? Because I look at the schedule ahead. The next cheering event after uh, after these, these uh, one coming up on Friday and Saturday, the next cheering event is not until the new beginning in Nagoya and Aichi on the 22nd of January, which is a full almost three weeks after Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but really quickly, um, President Obari, when he presented his uh, he presented the data about. Uh, the definition of cheering, he had said that uh, he presented a study that was conducted back in June uh, at matches at J League soccer matches regarding the risk of COVID nineteen spread at sporting events with cheering crowds. Now they did the they did the study where it was a full capacity crowd of forty thousand fans where they were allowed to cheer while wearing masks, and the study had concluded that there was an overall doubling of of infection risk in such cases. But Obari um, remarked to that saying, quote, yet in regular New Japan pro wrestling events, the capacity is not 40,000. Professional wrestling events in this country constitute crowds that are a fraction of that number. Considering a percentage increase on the raw numbers in attendance and cases, can we be able to allow full capacity shares? So basically what he's saying is that New Japan pro wrestling crowds bring in a tenth of what a soccer crowd brings in. So the risk of uh, infections is lower because it's not that many people. So that's what really, you know, that's what really it should drive the argument home. Like we're not like the only show that they're bringing in that many people would be um, Tokyo Dome. And they do that once a year. Right. Maybe twice. But other shows, these smaller venues are not putting in 20, 30, 40,000 people every show. It's more like around 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 people. So why not make it happen? But um, I feel like this. I agree with you, Sage. It is long, long overdue. And we've seen it. When the first cheering event happened in Corquin Hall back in early September, we knew immediately that these, this fan base in Japan had been longing for two, over, two and a half years to be able to let their voices be heard at a wrestling event, and they did not hold back. It sounded like the entire building was cheering and not just a single section or two sections. It sounded like the whole building was cheering, and I swear to God, the first cheers I heard, I got goosebumps. And even still with these cheering events, I hear the cheering and I get goosebumps. When Suzuki comes out and everybody sings, Kaza I get goosebumps when like the the very few the like the very rare time like we might have an opportunity on Friday of Naito being able to do the roll call again. We've gotten the one we gotten it twice before and it still is awesome both times because there's a crowd behind them for it. Um 
So this needs to happen, and I it needs to happen at Wrestle Kingdom where it's just rest. It need if they're not going to lift it, New Japan needs to make Wrestle Kingdom a. It need, they need to make it a cheering event. You can't make your your what's your what is considered your WrestleMania. Wrestle Kingdom, for those who don't understand Japanese wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom is your Wrestle is their WrestleMania. You can't have your WrestleMania with just this. Nah, not you at all. Can't. You just can't. Do you that. can't do that. You can't do You've that. already done that for the last two Wrestle Kingdoms. And yeah, they were absolutely. two night events. But you the know last... what's crazy? What's that? You know what's crazy on that point? That it just might it might be that this year. This might be the last one like that. Because remember, there's another Wrestle Kingdom event coming up. What's that? The uh, it, it's supposed to be the the you got uh, dang. It's uh, is it in January or February? It's a little oh. Wrestle Kingdom a little event. Hold we on, because Sis said is on on January is on January the twenty third. I think I I think I know what you're talking about, but let me look. yeah. So that might be they might change that to a cheering event. I don't. Oh, think... it's uh, Wrestle Kingdom seventeen Yokohama Arena. That's the twenty first. Okay, so that because what you're saying is the next cheering event is the twenty second in Nagoya. I would the ideal the ideal world would be yes they make a move because the world tag league has ended so then they could really focus on getting in and getting them to push that through but if it doesn't happen by our next about our next pod because our next pod is uh New Japan Cup. Right. So by our next pod, it should be it should be back reinstated at all shows. Yeah, because right now, just looking at the schedule, they just have certain events marked as cheering events and stuff like that. And so I don't know what they're going what they're going to do. But we'll, yeah, but we'll see. But I think, but uh, I mean, Sith Sith was in is in the chat right now. What's going on, Sith? First and foremost, Sith. my taxi partner. By the way, uh, the weekly wrestling podcast will be Friday night, uh, streaming live on Twitch because we will be live oh. reacting to NXT Deadline on Saturday. Uh, but Saturday is action. Can we for a second? Just for a second. Saturday yep. is action packed. Ring of Honor final battle, then NXT Deadline. Final what a time! To, what a time to be a wrestling lit. fan! What a time to be a wrestling fan! What a time final, to be a wrestling fan! Now I'm I'm okay. I'm glad we. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did touch this point because now I am sixty percent still mad at FTR. Sixty percent. Uh, Briscoes, and depending on how that match goes, the Briscoes and FTR, your your IWGP tag team champions of the world, and a double dog collar match. For the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles, holy crap. For the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles. Match number Bruh. three. Bruh. 
I'm still a little upset that they wasn't integrity. I, I, okay, I'm still 60% upset they wasn't integrity because when's the last time we've seen a I'm sorry. We haven't seen a tag league where the champions aren't in it. Yeah, but I think that I'm pretty sure that it, I'm pretty sure that management for New Japan reached out to AEW about FTR's availability for the tag league, and they probably mentioned that they would have a title defense at Ring of Honor's last pay per view of the year, and that's probably what right. stopped it. I mean, we, we've had this discussion Absolutely. before. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. So I'm sure that they had those that booking there, and it's because of that they couldn't do tag league because of the fact that, of course, you know, right now, yeah, tag league ends on the 14th, but they you all know, they couldn't they wouldn't be able to make be in Japan, come back to the U.S. to do final ballot, and come back to Japan to finish off Tag League. Yeah. You know, so that, that clearly is. this was already in the works that they were going to defend those championships at that pay-per-view because it seems like every championship that Ring of Honor has is on the line at this at this event. So um, looking at it in hindsight, no, it is. Trust yeah, me. I look. I every single fucking one of them is on the line. Was the six man on the line? They yeah, are. yeah. They, they yeah. Dalton Castle and the boys are defending the titles. Joe's defending the title against Juice Robinson. Oh, uh, I can't wait. That's another thing we need to talk about, Joe, because he's Let's New say Japan. that to the end. Let's say that to the New end. Japan. Let's say that to the so end. It, Let's it, say that to the end. Ju- Juice and Joe. Um, Mercedes FCR. Martinez. And Mercedes Martinez oh, yeah. and Athena. FTR, oh, yeah. um, the Briscoes three. Uh, Jericho, Claudio, Castagnoli two. Uh, oh, Daniel Garcia versus uh, Willie Yuta, number 565 million. Like, yeah, the best. For the, the pure, was, for the for pure the championship, title, though. Two. Yep. Oh, number three. It, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, number three. It's number three. Number three. Okay. And then there's um, there's a special singles match on there as well. I just can't remember what it is. We'll look it up and talk about it later on. But let's keep, let's stay with yeah. this. Uh, but no, I'm I really cannot wait for the cheers to be a regular thing in New Japan again. I've been talking about this for the last two and a half years. It needs to be a thing. And getting just a taste of it with just selected events being cheering events with them in specific sections being able to cheer. That's a nice yeah. tease, but I want the full compliment. I want the entire venue making noise. It needs to be back Absolutely. to what it was before, honestly. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. And it's 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 a little bit long overdue. But it's time for it's time it's time for it to come come to fruition and we need this. Like this is what we need in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now because these guys through that dark era that we just came out of where it nobody makes a sound where you were wrestling in an empty arena. They was the first to go back to having people in the arena. That's right. So like having all of that said and done, like it's it's it being the first to have people back is I'm wondering why they still held off on this so this it, this is gonna be a great conversation it's gonna be great points talked about i can't wait to see what their final decision is if we can make wrestle kingdom boy wrestle kingdom gonna be lit because wrestle kingdom is already stacking up to be fire but yeah i don't see Absolutely. it if, and realistically i don't see it till new japan Cup. yeah 
All right. Well, now it's time to move on to what we're here to talk about, which is the World Tag League nice. and Super Junior Tag League 2022 Tour, where it's now da- getting down to the wire. Once we go through this past week, we will talk about the standings and see who can do what to get into the finals. Uh, we will start on Saturday the 3rd in uh, Hyogo, where it started off with our preliminary matches. As This was a World Tag League night. Of course, it's down to only four matches after the unfortunate withdrawal of Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens due to a death in Chase Owens' family. Uh, Bad Luck Folly quickly dispatched Ryohei Oiwa in three minutes and four seconds. Uh, Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols of TMDK quick uh, dispatched uh, Kosei Fujita and Oscar Loibe. Um, the Suzuki Goon team of uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki, along with El Desperado, took care of Gato. Ace Austin and Taiji Ishimori. And in the fourth match, LIJ's Titan Bushi, Shingo, and Hiromu defeated Kevin Knight, Master Wato Kushida, and Toma Akihoma. All right, we get into World Tag League action, and it would be Aussie Open opening the uh, the affairs on this night against Gabriel Kidd and Alex Coglin. And yes, the losing streak would continue. Yes, Gabe Kidd and Alex Coglin fought their tails off in this one, but it would not be enough to go up against a team like Aussie Open, who are looking very well, have only suffered one loss on this tournament, and they are now at this point would be at six and one, twelve points with the victory over Gabe Kidd and Alex. Coglin, uh, what do you think about this one, Sage? Um, they're starting to be my non-Japanese version of why the fuck are they here? What? You know my my Japanese version of why the fuck are they even here? Oh shit! Is who? <laughs> Go ahead, say it for the people, who, please. Who who you talking about? Gay kid and, and, and Coglin? Uh huh. They they my Japanese version of, of of why the fuck are they here? Are who? GVH. The GVH. No. no. Tenkozy. Yoshihashi. Oh Jesus Christ. And Yujiro Takahashi. Oh which my God. Last year Yujiro was in the finals. Yeah, Heaven Evil did make the finals. They and you know it's funny. You say that they're the Japanese, they're Japan's version. Why the fuck are they here? Yet the two men you just mentioned were in last year's final, opposite each other. You know what I come to the conclusion of? What's that? I want to hear this. New Japan to- told me that they gave me too many nice things, and I was spoiled, and 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 I got that at the end of the year. Get um, shit on, bitch. Get <laughs> shit on, bitch. Um, yeah, it. I'm, I'm so like over this team. Like this, this team. I'm so over this team, bro. Like, just why, why, why did they even tell? I mean, I get it, LA Dojo, but. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then next, we will see Bishamon get their fourth win of the tournament to move to eight points. They defeated the United Empire team of Aaron Hanari and the Great Okan. Look at that United Empire back to back matches. Uh, they would beat Aaron Hanari with Shoto, and it looks like the United Empire team that's not Aussie Open. They're starting to slip, as we would see in in other results from this week. Huh, Sage? Hmm. Ozzy Open is the tag team of that 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 faction. Um, 
they're just they're just place fillers and it's um which is odd because jeff cobb's not if jeff cobb was in it oh they have two legit tag teams like running this thing that could be in the finals but um Go yeah, to for right. the win. Go to for the win. Go to for the win. Go. Yep. Go to for the win. All right. And then we both bombed on this one. We really thought Suzuki Goon had it in the bag, but fucking Yujiro and Evil managed to finally get their first victory of World Tag League when they defeated Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer to get their first points of the tournament. They're already pretty much out of it. Uh, both teams are pretty much out of it at this point, but. I mean, was, especially at that loss, they 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 that loss really took Suzuki and uh and Archer out of uh, it. Archer out of it. it. It really hit them hard. But boy, the shenanigans! It was all oh, so many shenanigans. <sighs> but it turned out that this time it actually worked for them. Outside of the previous five, or pre- yeah, the previous five where the shenanigans didn't work, this didn't time work it actually worked. Mm-hmm. Sure did. And they got they and that's the thing about Anderson Torture is the shenanigans. If you can stop the shenanigans, you stop the win. They can't stop the shenanigans. You know, Suzuki gets blind with rage and then Archer is again blind with rage. So, you know, like they those they were and, and we, we talked about it last week, but they were kind of the most vulnerable to uh to this. They were the most vulnerable to, to these outside uh, distractions. So, it's okay. It's all right. Right. Who, yeah, who, no, who we got next? Oh, the main event, Bebop Tag Team versus LIJ. Uh, we both got this one right, uh, uh, of course, uh, with LIJ victorious, Tetsuya Naito hitting the Destino on Toriano. There were a lot of games being played. There was a lot of, you know, you know, Naito likes to mess with people. It was it was a really Naito, good matchup. Naito and Yano just they do too much. <laughs> they do too much. They do too much. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's true. They do too do too much. But uh, I really like. I, I figured that Lij would win it only, especially because of the fact that it was a cheering crowd. And he was in the main event, so we once again got the. We also once again got. Uh, the roll call, which was really fun, and the crowd was into it. And got the gift. yeah, I mean, yeah. And then with that Ooh. loss, that pretty much eliminated Bebop Tag Team from uh, contention. There, they sat at they, they at that time sat at three points. I mean, three and three, six points. Naito and Sonata are now would be at five and wins, two losses, and ten points. And that would loom large, especially going forward. But uh, a really good week. The only one we didn't get right was the Suzuki Goon House Torture match. But of course, yeah, it it just you know shenanigans so all we over. We went three and one. We went three and one. We went three and one. And then we will talk. Oh, we'll go to. We're gonna move on to Super Junior Tag League. I'll get to our Twitch chat once before we get to our our standings and stuff like that to catch up on the Twitch chat. Uh, but we will go to Yamaguchi and talk with World Tag League. And this one opened with uh, Young Lions going after it in tag team action with Ryohei Oiwa. 
scoring a victory for his team. Uh, and then Bullet Club fell to Yoshihashi, Tomaki Homa, and Master Watto. That was a weird team. Let me tell you something. That was a weird-ass team of Watto, Homa, and Yoshihashi. They, they beat Gato, Ishimori, Taiji Ishimori, and Bad Luck Fale. And then, why, why, why is Watto here, bro? I don't know, bro. But um, but then Naito Takagi and Hiromu defeated Desperado, Lance Archer, and Minoru Suzuki. And then in Super Junior Tag League, it opened up with one of the hottest junior tag teams in this tournament. Chris Bay and Ace Austin defeating Kevin Knight and Kushida. Uh, these, these guys are just too good. All It's just as easy as an ABC, which equals one, two, sweet, the fold, and a one, two, three. And they get the 12.6 and one. So already, and we haven't even hit, we didn't even hit the second to last uh, bunch of matches, and they're already at 12. Which was your magic number? Your magic, which is two off your magic number, which is fourteen, I believe. Fourteen, fourteen to fourteen to sixteen. Fourteen. Is, the my middle number is sixteen. I mean, my my absolute number is fourteen. Fourteen is gonna win. Mm-hmm. Sixteen, sixteen is just like it's no it's no stopping them. And uh, twelve, if if this thing got really really close, really really close. Because as we've seen in these tournaments, like, first of all, Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Um, I, I think that, what was it, the Impact the Impact Plus event? Then they just had a tag team title shot and they lost? Yep, they uh they were in the okay. pre-show. Was, they were in the pre-show was, of Overdrive where they right. lost to the Motor City Machine Guns for and a shot at take, the Impact World Tag Team titles. All, that, match, that match was fire. But that match was um, the 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 that was that was tape. So now we actually like boom, we again they're live and it's like they gel so well together because of that that X division style though. It's the X division style. They they yeah. hit hard, hit fast, move move. They shake a ring. They shake a ring and not even a super weight. A super heavyweight. They're they're amazing together. They are, have really. Um, Jay White recruiting both of them was the smartest thing that he could do when he went to Impact. That just tells you that Impact was not just a pointless journey because he was stuck in the U.S. That was a let's add these two young guys. Let's put them together as a tag team. Let's look at what they can do. Let's, I see what they can do. I went against them and what they can do. Yes, I love it. I love it. It was two, two of the best decisions that, that they've made in a long time. Did Togo yeah. was the worst. Was the worst. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and, and well, the dude, when they was in Windy City Riot, uh, he was honorary Bullet Club for the night. Um, are you talking about? Uh, you talking about uh, Scott Norton? Yeah, Scott Norton. The crowd yelled, "You still got it!" Oh my god! I swear, them Bamas was drunk. They were drunk, and that was, I think, the opening they match, to. and they were already hammered. Nah, that somewhere. wasn't even the opening match. That was like, well, you know, that card was long, but that wasn't an opening match. But it, I it, swore it, that was that was closer to the opening. If that match. was the opening match, and they said you still got it, they were high. 
<laughs> I'm trying to think. What was the name of that event so I could look that card Windy up City, real quick? Windy City Windy Riot. City Riot. Hold on, let me see. Now fuck off. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. Let me see when that match was. Okay, so no. The Factory versus LA Dojo was the opening match. Then it was Rosser and them against Team Filthy. Okay, there was match number five. So they had enough time to get enough alcohol in them to actually transfer. Oh, right. Shit. Yeah, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I was I had to make sure. That's why I was like, that wasn't an opening, man. Okay. Um, still, they were too drunk. They were too drunk to say that, because he did not still have it. He lost it a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next we would see uh, Ryusuke Taguchi and Clark Connors' wild hips get a victory over the Flying Tigers. Oh, by the way, you did you said that that match between Beat uh, Bullet Club and Kushida and Knight could be a, a might be an upset. Unfortunately, like for lucky for you, it wasn't an upset. Uh, but then Flying Tigers, who we both picked, fell flat. Even, well, not really fell flat, but they had Taguchi's ass flat on their faces uh, to get them the loss. Poor Tiger Mask had his face, his mask full of Taguchi's ass, uh, and they fall to two and five and only four points, having they're out of the running. Uh, flying That's Wild Hips is also out of the yeah. running, but they're they three and four and six points. Champions. Absolutely, like, like this is wild. Yeah, you never know who these tournaments. These tournaments, these are grueling tournaments. Like, absolutely, I absolutely. It. I wish I was in one of them. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, but yeah, this it's crazy to think that the former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions aren't even close to being in the uh, in the final, no. and are just basically just finishing this this out to just go on and do whatever they got to do. Uh, but play spoiler, they about to play. They gonna they can play spoiler at some point. Absolutely. And then our next matchup, we see uh, Bushi and Teton with Angel Immortal get a victory over Dick Togo and Show. Once again, it was some interference from the heavyweight side of House of Torture, and it backfired. It didn't work for Show and, T- and Togo as Togo ate Angel Immortal, and Bushi and Teton get the 10 points, 5 and 2. Uh, this new tag team uh, who. T- unsuccessfully challenged for the tag team championships back in Osaka earlier in November are now in a prime position to potentially face either the tag champions or bullet club or chaos for another shadow championships. That's insane to me, Sage. I told you they was a sleeper, bro. And then, uh, and then Chaos, Leo Rush, and Yo, speaking of Chaos, uh, they would defeat El Lindemann and Alex Zane with the five-star clutch. Yo would get the five-star clutch on Zane to give them the victory. They are at five and two, ten points. El Lindemann and Alex Zane is another team that has come out of nowhere. They're sitting at five and two and ten points at this point. They are in the mix. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that happening. I didn't see Neither that happening. Neither did I. Neither did I. I like, that, 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 that. But it makes sense given the story that uh, Chris Charlton told uh, during the opening night where he was on English commentary that they teamed together, uh, I believe, in Gleet, in, uh, in Gleet before. So they're familiar with each other. What that got to do with this tournament? I don't they know, bro. They shouldn't be this far up. It's a bu- They've been having some lucky nights. 
Well, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a bit. Trust me. But anyway, of course, then our main our main event where and you said and I quote possible upset catch two two falls to Doki and Yoshinobu Kanamaru with the suplex de la Luna. And then Doki got on the mic and told them that they have some really cool tag team moves, but we're a real tag team. And then said, now it's Doki's time. Get out. Get out. I said, you know what? This is why I fuck with Doki. <laughs> this probably became Doki fans, bro. That's why I Doki. fuck with Doki. He told him, he Doki. said, we're a real tag team. He said, now it's Doki's time. Get out. It's Doki's time. Get out. Get out. And I said, you know what? I fuck with Doki. That's Kevin, Kevin Rado would be proud. And Kevin Kelly should have never assumed Doki can't speak English. Damn it. <laughs> Doki can speak good English. He's shown it Doki already. He speaks five languages. Wait, see, okay, so I knew he spoke Japanese, which is his native. He speaks Spanish, and he speaks English. What are the other two languages? I'm very curious uh, about this. So it, it came out that he speaks German. Wait, he speaks German. So he's a, he's a, a Doki is a travel man. He's a travel man. He, he's wrestled in several different places. Um, and I think the last one I want to say, I think he, I think he understands a bit of Italian, a, a friend, whatever. I think Francisco is Italian, right? Yes, he's Italian. Okay, so I, I think it's, uh, I think he understands. He, he can speak a bit of uh, Italian. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, he's he's. He's wrestled. I I think that was I I think that was the the last one that he was talking about one a while back when he was they was talking about he uh y'all don't know Dougie can speak the several languages and it was they they said those and I was like wow that yeah, that was absolutely. a fun fact about Doki though. Right, but I just love how he just talked that shit to them, and they all they could do is just be like, you know what, you got it, okay. <laughs> like you got mm-hmm. it, you got it, and just walk off. Like I was like, okay, Doki, I see you, bro. I see. Yeah, Doki was Doki was on. He was on it. He was on it. He was on it this night, and I I am so proud of him. That's yeah, what Rado would be proud too, and he's gonna be even prouder when he become IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Champion again. Oh. Uh, all right, Sorry. all right. All right, we're gonna move on to World Tag League <laughs> Night Seven, uh, which took place in Saga on May on December the fifth. Of course, again, Bad Look Fale taking like easily taking out a, a young lion, Oscar Loibe, uh, but it took a little longer, not that much longer, uh, but it, you know he wiped them out really quickly. Uh, then Naito and Sonata uh, beat Rio Oiwa and Tomaki Homa. Then uh, Doki coming off of that victory in World Tag League, getting another victory. This time, tap out Kosei Fujita to give his team of himself, Kanamaru, and El Desperado victory over Fujita, Wato, and Taguchi. It was a reuniting of Team 6 or 9. And let's never have that happen again because I actually like Wild Hits a lot better than Team 6 or 9. I'm just putting that out there because I they... like anything Taguchi does better than Team 6 or 9. That's. Okay, dude. Okay. Anyway, then we will have Shingo, uh, Hiromu, Bushi, and Teton defeat Gato, Chris Bay, Ace Austin, and Taiji Ishimori. All right, World Tag League. And 
Right. I'm never picking. I'm not picking House of Torture the rest of this tournament ever. I'm not doing it. Fuck the fuck that team. That team is ass. Even with cheating, they couldn't beat Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. Even with cheating, this team is ass. Your ass. <laughs> I, I wish I had the sound the sound bite of get shit on, get shit on. Your ass. You know what your you ass. Got. You know, you know, you do have. You know what you do have. Oh, hang on! Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's right here, baby. Try it. This Thank match, you. Let's try it. <laughs> this match was trash. And it was the crazy part is it's still better than ninety percent of um, American wrestling matches, but this match is trash. I just was, it was like, we. I'm was glad crazy. this is the first tag league match. It's just crazy to me that 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 kid and Coglin got their first win against the current never six two thirds of the never six man tag team champions with help from Dick Togo and show against them and they still managed to pull it out. Like even with you draw ass, get them the fuck out of here. We're moving on. Uh, next, Ozzy Open. Uh, this was now okay. This was my favorite match right here. Ozzy Open versus Aaron Hanari and the Great O'Connor. This is my favorite match of the night. I'm not even kidding you. This okay, is my favorite night. match. Okay, cool. This is my favorite match cool. of the night. I'm not in the whole tournament, just of the night. Trust me, I, there's plenty of matches that have happened before this that were uh, that were my favorite matches. But this is my favorite match of the night. What I liked about this one was the fact that they had their they had a full on entrance where. Gideon Gray introduced them all, but they all stood united at the top of the ramp, did the whole crowns up thing and everything like that, and they walked down together, they got into their corners, and then they just absolutely just went at each other, like went at each other. That's what I and then afterwards they got up and they showed them they showed a sign of respect, you know, they they still brothers, they still part of the United Empire. But it this was, tournament is just the tournament. it's a tournament. Absolutely, this is a tournament. I'm but, glad it wasn't one of those spots where, oh, you get in the ring and I'm going to lay down. Nah, I don't, I don't ain't thinking about it. Then I'm going to lay down. I'm glad it wasn't that. We get enough. Nah. Nah, this, they weren't going to do that. They went out there and absolutely fought. Uh, Aussie Open would get the victory. It would push them to seven wins, one loss, and 14 points. I believe you said the, the magic number here was 16 for World Tag League, around 14 to 16. Uh-huh. 14 so it's 16. looking like with it's looking like it's, it could get there. It could be that could be the mark. Uh, I think really if Aussie Open hit 16, there's no point in even trying. They somebody's going to have to really spoil them. Well, I mean, if they hit 16, then whoever's under them is going to have to find. They're going to have to find a way to get that second spot. Yeah, they have to find a way to get that second spot. All right, next, uh, another show toe. This time, Minoru Suzuki gives the defending champs a a puncher's chance of making the final. They said they snap at this point. Said at five and two and ten points when they as they defeated Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki. you, boy, you sucked on this night, bro, because you went with Suzuki Goon, and boy, did they suck. They, boy, did they let you down. Hey, hey, hey. We all had bad nights. Oh, I know. All right. 
I already had my my bag a couple of nights, so you were you were old one. You would do one. <laughs> I was do one. <laughs> you was do one. Yep, you would do one. That, that ass. You would do one. Okay. Yeah, I remember November the thirtieth. Mine was ass. I only got the opening match and then it went downhill from there. So you would do one. But what what okay. what got what killed me though? What killed me though? Was the main event Bebop tag team managing to defeat TMDK uh, with the high fly flow to get them the four wins, three Boy, losses, and eight points, dropping TMDK that. to five wins, two losses, and ten points, keeping Which them TMDK within. Is still in it. They're still at this point. They're still in it. Like I said, we'll be looking at the standings after our next. We review the mm-hmm. next show, and then we'll Absolutely. see who can do what to get into be the top two to get into the final. Uh, but this, you know, typical Toriano shit. Uh, Toriano trying to throw low blows. He can't do it. So Tanahashi going to throw a low blow. Fuck it. You know, he 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 did the tag with Yano. And he become a different, he become a different human being. Can you explain that for me, please, sir? The ace of the low blows. Okay. <laughs> I'm the ace of the low blows. I done heard it all, ladies and gentlemen. I done heard it all. The ace of the low blows. That's what we're. That's what we've. That's what we've come to nowadays, folks. It's the ace of the low blows. Not the ace of the dark age. The ace of the low blows. Right. Okay. We're gonna move on and talk about Super Junior Tag League uh, that took place this past Wednesday. Uh, again, uh, this time Fujita was on the other end of a victory, on the right side of a victory with Lo- uh, Oscar Loibe against Oiwa and Nakashima. I know you don't watch the Young Line matches. I I kind of like don't be paying too much attention to them, but I'm noticing that they kind of do a little bit more than they normally do. And then That's another thing that, that I've noticed, yeah, and this is something else that I noticed is that. Oi was my favorite young line of this crop. You know who my least favorite is? Nakashima. That son of a bitch got no humility and talks all this shit for the, the ass that he, for the t- much ass he gets kicked. He talks way too much shit for somebody who gets his ass kicked the way that he does. I'm just putting that out there. Like, this Look, motherfucker just this. be like, oh, I'm going to crush you. This. And then he goes out and gets his ass beat with I'm his bum this. elbow. Bum ass bitch. I'm, I'm, right. I'm going to say, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> You you good over there, bro? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I just don't like that this. motherfucker. The last person that people didn't like in a crop of young lions is right now. <clears throat> I had to breathe with him. Um, oh my god! Your IWGP undisputed world heavyweight champion, the King Switch, the last rock and roller, Switchblade, Jay Whitehall. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, I know, like I just wanted to put it honestly, out there. Honestly, no. Honestly, though, think about it. That crop was Juice Robinson, David Finley, and um, Jay White was the 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 top three right there, and. Everybody liked everybody else but Jay White. Jay White came back and became more dominant than either either one of them. Right. I, we right. can't we can't just pass up judgment off the break. He'll get an excursion no, no, no. and you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. 
All right, Minoru Suzuki, Lance Archer, and El Desperado got a bit of uh, got got a little bit of a victory here over Gato, Taiji Shimori, and Bad Luck Fale. Uh, this is a very fun. This is a funny match right here. I don't know. Gato just there to just take the fall. I don't know. Now this match, the third match, was funny as fuck. Not just the match, okay? It wasn't the match that was funny. It was the entrances. Because Wato, Homa, Yano, and, ha- and Tanahashi were already out there. You know that LIJ likes to stagger the entrances. Like, uh, of course, you know, Hiromu comes out first because he's the junior. Then Sonata. Then Shingo. And then Naito. And Naito's music played for at least a minute and 30 seconds before he poked his head, poked through the curtain, looked at Yano, and then went right back through the curtain again. And Yano was pissed. Yano was he was pissed off. He was like, he was just pissed. And then he popped back through the curtain. They, then they made, of course, they made their slow walks to the ring. And then, like, everybody else walked to the ring. Naito's can Naito's silly ass stood at, still stood at the entranceway just looking at Yano, smiling at him. I said, you know what? Naito is the biggest troll in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I'm here Yo. for it. Yeah. Every time him and Yano get together, it's just wild. It's wild. But we normally get that, and I think that's the makeup for what we normally get in 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 the when they face each other in the G one. Cause they was supposed to they what they didn't face each other this year in the G one, but that year that Naito went out, right. he hasn't been against Yano that much this this year. So for him to come back after the G one and then you know do everything he's been doing. And now, you know, he gets to have poke a little fun at, at Yano. Yo, it. that that it. interest that interest was fucking hilarious, man. And like I said, the match was cool too. And uh Shingo got the victory with the pumping bomber. But now to the Super Junior Tag League. And of course, mm. Catch Two Two opened up against Kevin Knight and Kushida. But I'm gonna tell you something. Kevin Knight and Kushida made me believe they could actually win this match. I'm not even gonna I ain't even gonna hold you. There were some points in this matchup. I honestly thought that TJP, yes, I said his name, COVID denier, and Akira were going to lose this match. But they managed to pull it out with a two-by-two and be able to hold on to the victory to get the six wins, two losses, and 12 points. This drops Kushida and Kevin Knight to one win and seven losses, still at two points. But I also have to say, Kevin Knight's hops are ridiculous. When they do that doomsday d- device, uh, the 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 electric chair, and he does that drop kick, and he gets up there in height, that is absolutely insane to me when he does that. That's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to focus on this point. First, first and foremost, yes, Kevin Knight has hopped for days. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Second second point is who you think got more hot? Him or Montez Ford? Yeah. I just, Third uh, point. Go ahead. Did you say TJP on 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 a live broadcast? Yeah, I did. I did. Hey Sif, you gotta mark that, bro. You gotta mark that. He said I know, TJP right? on a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I'm ne- I'm never I'm not gonna hear the end of it from Sif probably tomorrow, but it is what it is. Like I said, it just came out because I was literally I reading it. 
I was I literally reading. I was literally reading, and it just I just read it instead of just remembering what I really call them. But anyway, all right. Next matchup was a okay. This next matchup. So I just want to make this point here, right? I want to make this point. I am. I have been a long time advocate of like professional wrestling, like serious professional wrestling, right? Absolutely. I am. But I am also a fan of some silly shit in my wrestling. And oh, this match. Yeah, and this right here had both. Leo Rush and Yo versus Wild Hips had both serious professional wrestling and silly shit. And the silly shit was entertaining. The beginning of the match with Wild Hips offering chaos beers and Leo saying, nah, I'm cool. I don't, you know, I, I got to wrestle. I don't want it on my stomach. And Yo just being like looking at him like, oh, you bitch or some shit like that. And then during the matchup, Leo taking a couple sips of the beer and then looking like he's about to go for his dive. But then I guess the liquor hit him, the beer hit him. And he's just like, oh, fuck. But then I like the part where. Him and he wanted him and Taguchi to have a drink together. Have let's have a, let's have a beer together. So he they tap the beer, you know, cheers, come like come pie, all that stuff. They go to drink it, and then Leo Rush hit him with a stunner in the middle fingers like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And they even referenced it on Japanese commentary where they said Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I said, Oh my god, this is the type of shit I like in my wrestling. And then to top Absolutely. it all off, they beat him. Well, off the top of it all off, they beat him with the 3K. Right, they beat him with the three K, and then after the match, he went. Leo went and wanted to have a beer with Clark Connors. He goes, he toasts Clark Connors. They go to Drake, and then he gives the stunner to Clark Connors. And goes <laughs> the middle fingers on him. <laughs> That's just. I was just like, this is the type of silly shit I like in my wrestling. Like, because you know when you have Clark, when you have Ryusuke to Gucci, you're gonna get some silly you shit. Have fun. You gotta have fun. You gotta have yeah. fun when you're out there. You yeah, he's, That's he's, the one thing that he does. Yeah, man, that, that that's silly shit right there. But it was really good silly shit, though. I enjoyed that. And then, uh, and then Yo backstairs kind of chided to Leo in, in Japanese, said, I, I, "I don't think Leo can hold his liquor, <laughs> his alcohol." I said, "Hey, Yo, you ain't about to disrespect my man's like that, bro." <laughs> nah, not like that. Not that. Not the uh, DC boy. Right. All right, next, Doki and Yoshinobu Kanemaru getting yet another victory, this time over Dick Toko and show with the Italian stretch number 32, a.k.a. the Doki Toki, Kevin, the Doki Toki. And they, that's their third win of the tournament, and they're at six points. After they started off, after they started off over, they've won their last three. They've won three of the last four. I mean, holy crap. Showing like they, they, I think uh, when we get to the the, the prediction part, we gotta factor in some spoilers. We're gonna have to factor in some spoilers because you know when it gets down to those final nights, people that ain't won. Look at Teton in the best of the Super Junior. He went on a three match winning streak. Yep. Yep, he did. He did. He did. All right. And beat uh, people that we thought he wasn't going to be able to beat. Facts. <laughs> facts. And then uh, then in our semifinal, we would, we would see Teton and Bushi continue their impressive run in this tournament, 
getting the six wins against two losses and the 12 points, uh, defeating the fly, the Flying Tigers with the double springboard, the springboard double stop from Teton, not Angel Immortal, but the, the springboard double stop to get the victory for their team. The former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Champs are not going to finish this tournament on a positive note with one more match to go. Uh, this is crazy. Like Bushi and Teton, this is their tournament. This is their this is their finals to to make, enter or not. And honestly, like I said before, this was the this was the best option for Bushi. Because when has he been this far? When has he been this close? This is the best option for Bushi. I love to see this. I'm glad that they put them two together. I'm really glad they put them two together. I'm sad. I'm gonna miss Bushi Romu though. I know. I'm miss though. I'm not even going to hold you. Right? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, but I do like the tag team, though. I like the tag team. I like how they gelled. They've gelled. I love how they, you know, they've come together. And right now, they, like I said, we'll look at the status, but they're really close to being – they're really close to being in the tag in the Super Junior Tag League final, honestly. And then in our main event, what many like, I don't know if you could consider this an upset, given their, that with this result, their records are identical. But Alex Zane and L. Lindemann defeating Chris Bay and Ace Austin with the Sauce Heart Special, which is a German suplex into a jackknife pin on Ace Austin to get the win, to get them the six wins against two losses and twelve points. Uh, both teams sit at twelve points at six and two. So there you go. I mean, this Super Junior Tag League is so so tight. Stack. Yeah, it's it's tight. We said that at the beginning that it's gonna be tight, but some of the teams that we said at the beginning is not there, and that's that's the interesting part. We did not we did not say Lindemann and uh, Alize, even though Alize again. But then when you think of it again, and we, we did this. We did this to ourselves. We kept talking about how good of a year Alex Zane has been having. And, and he's almost in the finals of, the, of, of Super Junior Tag League. Absolutely. It hurt. It, 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 it hit me right. It hit me right there. But it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Just another two sweet. Keep it move. Keep it roll. Keep this train rolling. All right. Uh, really quick in our Twitch chat, I got to say hello to my boy, uh, Mef- uh, Midwest Viking, who came in for a quick second. Frankie's still here uh, ch- uh, talking about, like, asking, like, did you did he say COVID denier? Yeah, that's my name for TJP is COVID denier, that guy. <laughs> but anyway. All right, these standings, oh, my God. I'm looking at – we're kind of looking at this here. All right, we're going to begin with the Super Junior Tag League. And right now, it's a five-way tie for first. It's a five-team race to, for two spots. It is Ace Austin and Chris Bay. It is Catch 2-2. It is Alexander L. Lindemann. It is Chaos, is Joe and Leo Rush. And it is LIJ's Bushi and Teton. Uh, Wild Hips, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki both sit at three and five, six points. Flying Tigers at two and six, four points. And both Kushida and Kevin Knight and House of Torture sit at one and seven and two points. Right now, it's looking like the 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 destiny and the fate of 
Ace Austin, Chris Bay's entry to the finals is in their hands. They defeat they defeat Catch Two Two on uh, on Saturday. They're in. They're in. And then you have to also think about Yo and Leo Rush beat Catch Two Two, correct? Yep. So if Leo Rush and Yo win on Saturday as well, they yeah. are also in. And then that's your final. That's your final. Nothing else matters. Nothing Absolutely. else matters. Absolutely. Well, no, I'm sorry. It does. If who does Lindemann and 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 Zane have? Let me see. Because if Lindemann and Zane has Rush and uh. Rush and um yo. Yeah, I don't see I don't I don't see Lindeman winning that. Alright. Well El Lindeman and Alexander face Doki Yoshinobu tomorrow. Chaos faces Teton and Bushi, so that's another big one because if they beat them, they stay at twelve and they move up to fourteen. Basically the winner of Catch 2-2 and Chris Bay Ace Austin is an automatic finalist. They're a finalist. And then if Alexander Lindemann win and Yo and Leo Rush win, I believe that... Ace Austin, they, Ace Austin and Chris Bay are out because they have the tiebreaker over them. Yep. Yep. And then... This is, this and is then, the fun part that I like. It's like football. Good. Yeah, exactly. And then I believe Yo and Leo Rush beat Alexander Lindemann. Yes, they did. So there you go. Alex Zane and L. Lindemann need losses. They need losses from no. chaos. They, they need they, so they would need chaos to lose. But even if chaos wins, they need they need to win. Even if they win, if Bay and and Ace Austin win, Bay and Ace Austin are out. Because mm-hmm. of the tiebreaker, right. as long as they still, long right. as Lindemann, but, but I say this again, look, and look at what we I was saying earlier. Here's the point where people come back and play spoiler. Yeah, Doki and tomorrow has nothing to play for. They they can they can go out there just to spoil your match. Or a tiger Absolutely. match, and that would definitely mess them up. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I, I feel like I feel like Alexander and L. Lindemann need to keep their head on a swivel because if they want any shot at the finals, they definitely have to beat Doki and Uncle Uncle Nobu, and then just and, and the crazy part about it is their match is literally uh, their their match is literally third, so they will have to sit back and watch the last two matches to see if they're going to make the finals. Uh, because they yeah. will set the they will set the table if they win at fourteen points, and then they have to sit back and watch and see what happens. So that's a hell of a play. That's a hell of a position to be in, knowing that you win, you have to sit and watch and wait and see if you're going to be wrestling in the in the semifinal uh, on on the on Wednesday, or if you're going to be wrestling in the prelim, one of the preliminary matches during the night. Uh, but what this is this is a, a five teams are are going for two spots. On one night this coming uh, on this coming Friday, I mean on Absolutely. this coming Saturday, this that's crazy. 
Uh, but then we go to World Tag League, and right now, Aussie Open sit on at the lead on their own. Six and one, 12 points. Again, they still have two more nights to go, uh, which will start on Friday. Um, TMDK sits at five and two, 10 points, along with Tetsuya Naito and Sonata, Bishimon and, uh, and Bishimon, Bebop Tag League. With two, with two, Matt, with two nights to go, the best they could do is twelve. They're out. Everybody after them is out, including uh, Suzuki Goons, Minoru Suzuki, and Lance Archer at three and four, six points, along with the United Empire's Aaron Hanari and Gray Okan at three and four, six points. Two and five, going to be two and seven and four points is Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens, and then Evil and Yujiro Takahashi at one and six and two points. Gabriel Kidd and Alice Coughlin at one and six and two points. Now, what's not being factored into this is that the teams who did not get to face Chase and Fale, because I'm getting these this standings from freaking um, Fightful, and they're not factoring in the fact that the 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 forfeits from Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens of who was supposed to face him. Uh, so TMDK technically has 12 points right now. They're okay. technically sitting six, six and two at 12 points. Uh, mm-hmm. Sonata and Naito are currently sitting at 12 points, six and two. Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto are sitting at 6-2 and two, two, at 12 points because they didn't face each other. Um, and I believe Yano and Hiroshi Tanahashi didn't face them, so they're at 5-3, 10 points. So the best they can do is 14. And I don't think Aussie Open faced them either, so that's another – that's got them to 14 points technically, if we're going to be technical about it. That's, they're at 14 points. So, yeah, um, this is this is an interesting situation for for Aussie Open because first they have and we'll go through the prediction just a bit, but quickly looking, they have they have TMDK in the semifinal on Friday, which is which is going to really be a big determining factor if they're going to be guaranteed a spot in the finals or if they're going to have to fight for it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about the predictions, but right now, but the the bottom line is, is that if they win on Friday, they're pretty much guaranteed a they shot in the finals. Yep, they're guaranteed that first spot. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, they locked it down. But if TMDK manages to win, that puts them in a spot where they could either get into the finals or be pushed out of it by Naito and Sonata or Goto and Yoshihashi. Unbelievable how close both of these tournaments are, even though this one is only four teams vying for two spots as opposed to five teams for two spots. So it is getting very, very close when it, as we get to the next uh, over these next three nights. All right. Next, now it's time to get into the heart of the matter, and that is what's co- us the week ahead. They're going to be in Kochi on Friday. It's going to be a cheering event. For the predictions, people. Yep. I'm getting this stuff ready. All right. Hey, Sunshine, how are you? We got Sunshine in the chat as well in our Twitch chat. Appreciate you being here. Oh, by the way, Sunshine. before we get into our predictions, it's now time to look at what our record is going into this final week. Mm. Now, mind you, we're miss, mind you, we're missing nine matches because we didn't do predictions on that Friday because we didn't do a pie that, that Thursday. Sage sits at 40 and 30 and 23. Okay. I'm at 40 43 and 20. I'm at 43 and 20. 
those last two nights this week got that get widened the gap just a little bit. Just widen the gap just a bit. So you're gonna you're only back, you're only down three, and you have three nights, so you have a chance. All right. So Friday. Friday, of course, Yula Nakashima's gonna get his ass whooped by Fale. Uh, Oiwa and Lube are going to get their ass kicked by the United Empire. Uh, Kevin Knight, Watson, Kushida, and Homa are going to face Gato, Bay, Austin, and Ishimori. Teton, Hiromu, and Shingo are going to face Doki Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. But then we get Bishimon in action against Gabriel Kidd and Alex Coughlin coming off their first win in the tournament, facing the defending champions who are still in the running. Thoughts? Is Bushimon and who again? Say that again. I want you to say it again. Gabriel Kidd and Alex Coughlin. Yeah, three people in in this match that I hate. And one that I'm getting sick and tired of. That's funny. Um, I'm glad this is the opening tournament match. Uh, I'm gonna go Goto. Got you. Uh, I'm also going. I'm going with Bishamon on this one as well. And I think that this is gonna this is gonna be huge for their chances of re, of going back to back in the finals. Uh, next, we will have Bebop Tagley, who are already out of it against. House of Torture, who are also already out of it. Uh, House of Torture only managed one win in this tournament. This it was second. against Suzuki Goon. Oh, this is going to be a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, I said I'm not picking them anymore in this tournament. I'm going Bebop Tag, Lee, tag Team. All right, next. Again, this is going to be a huge matchup uh, for stay up, you know, it, implications the finals implications. TMDK against Aussie Open. Again, the winner. Aussie Open wins, they're guaranteed a spot in the finals, whereas the TMDK wins, it's going to come down to the final night uh, of, league, of, of league action. Who you got in this one? This is going to be really, really close because I like both of these teams. Um, I think Aussie Open just solidifies that they're the number one spot. Yeah, I'm going to go Aussie Open. Yeah, I'm also going. I'm also going Aussie Open as well, and then our main event: uh, Lance Archer, Minoru Suzuki, and Suzuki Good, who are out of it, could spoil the opportunity for Naito and Sonata to get uh, have a chance at the finals uh, when they go at it. So, what do you got here? Do do does Suzuki Good spoil Lij's chances to make the finals, or will Lij have a shot to do to possibly clinch it on the final night? Mm, the dynamic between Suzuki and Naito. Lord, we get to see this again. <sighs> I think Naito, Naito and Sonata pulls this out. I agree. I agree. Also, I was listening. I was watching the backstage comments from Wednesday, and Suzuki apparently has something. He's got something planned when it comes to Suzuki Goon in January. So I'm like interested in what the hell that is. Since they're going into their 13th year as a stable in Japan, I want to know what we got planned, honestly. 
I wonder if it's mm. a new member or something like that. That would be. It might cool. be a new member. That'd be interesting. I wonder who. What if would be? What if be the disbands uh, the whole Suzuki gone? That would be fucking crazy, dog. If that happened. But I mean, at the same token, though, it's. I mean. Not, I can't even say that they're all doing their own thing because they still be teaming with each other and shit. You know, Lance Archer is mostly with a- is with AEW, so but he's still uh, Suzuki Goon affiliated and stuff like that. Uh, Zach is chilling in, in London, is chilling in England after being, you know, having you know, having some time off because he wasn't in World Tag League and stuff like that. But he still be doing stuff with Suzuki Goon, like with uh, Suzuki and all that shit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I hope that's not what it is. They better not, because Suzuki Goon is just a, a, a it's a legendary stable. It's twelve it years of being menaces. <laughs> twelve years of being menaces. Period. Uh, all right, let's get to what will be the second to last night of action in the on this tour, which is going to be the final night of blo- of league action for Super Junior Tag League. And after the Young Lions roll around on, uh, in a tag team with Loibe and Nakashima on one side, Fujita and Oiwa on the other, Wato, Homa, and Yoshihashi will team up against Despi, Lance, and and Suzuki. Hiromu, Shingo, and Naito will team up against Gato, Taiji Ishimori, and Bad Luck Fale. All right, Super Junior Tag League will open up with the Flying Tigers, who are and Kushida and Kevin Knight. Both teams are already mathematically eliminated, so they're just playing. They're just fighting for pride at this point. Who you got in this one to close out their tournament on a high note? Say, say that one more time. You cut out. Well, my oh, you cut out. oh, I'll say, Flying Tigers are going up against Kevin Knight and Kushida. Both teams are mathematically eliminated, so they're basically fighting for pride. Which team is going to end their tournament on a high note with a victory? Who you got? Kushida and Kevin Knight. Ooh. Okay, I'm 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 just I'm gonna play it safe and say Flying Tigers on this one, but I got a feeling that that could happen. But I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it safe and go with with Flying Tigers. I think they end their tournament on a high note. Um, I mean, next, is that safe? Okay. I I feel like it is. All right, next, Wild Hips going up against Dick Togo and Show. Will the House of Torture duo? Finish their tournament with only one win and eight defeats, or will they get their second victory here against the beer drinking hip swinging team? They're gonna get their second victory. I'm still not picking House of Torture, I'm going wild hips. Oh my god. No, I'm not putting my trust in them no more. All right, next, the team with the biggest surprise of the tournament, one of the biggest surprises of the tournament, El Lindemann and Alex Zay, needing a win here to have a chance at the finals, going up against Doki and Yoshinobu Kanamaro. Sage, will they get the victory, or will Suzuki Goon spoil it? Suzuki Goon is going to spoil it. Yo, we are opposite all of these so far. I'm going. I'm saying that they'll they'll pull it out. I'm uh-huh. saying that they'll pull it out. All right, next the semi-final. 
Chaos, Leo Rush, and Yo against LIJ's Teton and Bushi. Again, a win here puts them, finishes their tournament at 14 points and a chance to get into the finals. Who will get to 14 points? I should have said who's the I'm second. I'm going to say Rush. I'm going to okay. say Rush. Rush and Yo. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be – I wouldn't be surprised if Teton and Bushi actually make the final. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going with chaos as well, but that, that's sitting in the back of my mind that that could happen. Uh, and then, of course, our main event, uh, Catch 2-2, the junior heavyweight tag champions against Chris Bay and Ace Austin of Bullet Club. The winner is essentially in the fight, is essentially in. When you're, you're winning, you're in, uh, essentially, with this one. So who's who wins and goes in to as one of the finalists? Will it be... Th- Catch two two or will it be an A B C equals a one two sweep? Come on, come on, come on, come on! Do it with me, do it with me. Ah, uh, that's what I'm talking about. So sweet. <sighs> I say, catch two two. But I changed my mind. I'm going Bullet Club on this one. What? What? I feel like this is the this is going to be the big one right here that they drop to put Bay and Austin into the finals against either El Lindemann and Zane or Chaos or uh, or Chaos. One of those two teams. Oh, Titan and Bushin. Right. It'd be one of those two, but that's what I'm feeling right there. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. Is that right there? Uh, all right. Now we have one more night to talk about, which will be the final night of World Tag League. And right now, uh, the the order of matches has yet to be determined because it won't be determined until the outcome of Friday has been decided, so that they know what matches are going to be important. You know that the win and your end matches are, are most likely to be closer to the main event, if not the main event. So uh, right now, the f- first four matches have already been decided as their match order. Kosei Fuji is going to get his ass whipped by Fale. Oscar Loibe and Rohe Oiwa are going to get their ass whipped by Aussie Open. Uh, Doki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Despi are going to go up against Gato, Ace Austin, and Taiji Shimori. Wild Hips, uh, Wato and Tomakahoma go up against Titan Bushi, Hiromu, and Shingo. All right, one of the matches Gabriel Kidd and Alex Coughlin against Suzuki Goon. Suzuki Goon. Yep. Same. All right. Next. Uh, Bishimon against TMDK. TMDK sport. You know what? I agree. What? What? I see you in these streets playing this game foul, brother. So no. <laughs> All right, Bebop Tag Team against United Empire. Which United Empire? 
the only one that's not that ain't rest, the only one that didn't wrestle on the on the car. Ozzy Open's already wrestling. I know, I know. <sighs> oh, we get Yano and Great O'Connor. Yeah, I'm freaking bebop. Yeah, no, I'm going. I'm going United Empire. I think they ended all on a high note with this one. Uh, for real, for real, I think they end on a high note. And then uh, Sonata Naito against House of Torture. Sonata and Naito. Yeah, I'm also going Lij as well. Uh, so those are our picks for uh, the upcoming week. Now, one last thing, we got. I'm a, so we're gonna make unofficial predictions on who makes the finals in both these t- both of these tournaments. Our official picks will be posted on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash nospotspod on Tuesday. So that way you can see what we got cooking before the show goes up on Wednesday morning, before the show the show happens on Wednesday morning here in the United States or Wednesday afternoon in Japan. Uh, so, but right now I'm going to, I'm going to say unofficially, I think that the finals are going to be, is going to be Ace and Bay versus Chaos. And in World Tag League, in World Tag League, it's going to be Aussie Open versus Naito and Sonata. I agree. There you go. I agree, like I said, I we, agree with both of those. Yeah. Like said, yeah, I agree with both of those. Like I said, we'll make our official picks once the finals have been determined, and then we'll put that out there for you uh, on, uh, on, on Tuesday so that way you'll see it. Uh, but before we move on to a bit of to end off the podcast with story time with Sage, uh, really quickly, so the finals of both tournaments will be taking place on the 14th. There are already two matches that have been announced for the card. There will be a six-man tag match that will feature the returns of both Tamatanga, Kazuchika Okada, and Jay White to Japan as they as Tamatanga and Okada team with Master Wato to take on Gato. Taiji Shimori and the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Switchblade Jay White. Uh, we know that the Machine Gun Carl Anderson will have his second defense of the Never Openweight Championship against Hikuleo. And we have both the World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League finals. Uh, all the other matches will probably be announced on that third on that Tuesday. And we'll talk about them on Thursday in our final our season finale of this of this podcast series but now without further ado it is now time for story time with all right ladies and gentlemen scrolling through the twitter rabbit hole nowadays um came across super j cast if you if you follow him pretty cool uh uh page to follow they keep up on New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Noah, and um, Stardom. So, Super JK, uh, their official prediction was Leo and, and Yo beating Ace and Bay in the finals. But then... Ace and Bay, Bushi and T Tom somehow make a make it a 
Wrestle Kingdom four-way uh, as they both beat Catch-22 in league action. Now, when you think about it in this aspect, if Chris Bay and Ace Austin beats Catch-22, Catch-22 has lost to Yo and Leo. They have also lost to Bushi and Teton. This is what you call high action, high impact, everything. This this will be the best opener since This would be the best opener since um, Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi. And champ, you remember what happened to Kota Ibushi at the end of that match, right? Mm-hmm. Unconscious. So I've I've I really liked this. Like I dropped it in it. I dropped it in the chat because it was like this is possible what's your take on the chance uh i i you know what i don't hate the idea i don't hate the idea uh i'm gonna pull it up really quickly because i i want to like read it out for for people who may not know what we're talking about from super jcast on twitter uh, the tweet said the following. My official prediction is Leo Yo beat Ace Bay in the finals, but then Ace Bay and Bushi Teton somehow make it a Wrestle Kingdom four-way as they both beat Catch-2-2 in the league. That'll be fun, a hell of a fun opener for the Dome. I think that would be a fun opener for the Dome, honestly. And that would be a, and especially because it's only one night. It's not two night thing, so it's not like you have like eight matches on one night and eight. You're gonna have most likely a ten to twelve match card, uh, match card on night on that one night, and that would be a great way to open it. You're gonna like that to be show. the opener, possibly. Um, but that's definitely gonna be the opener. Uh, you gotta think. You gotta figure out what are they gonna do when it comes to the new, to the KOPW. Are they gonna do the Rambo to determine the new one? Is it gonna be the Rambo in the pre-show, and then the four, top four are gonna come back out later on and wrestle for the for the, the trophy? How's that gonna work? Uh, but this would be a great way to open up the show, having that 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 those dynamics in there of Leo Rush and Yo, who have been gelling so well, uh, Ace and Bay, who have been gelling so well in Impact, and they brought it to Japan, and then of course Teton and Bushi, who were rich, who challenged for those championships a month ago and were unsuccessful, even though they did manage to get a pinfall victory on them in non-title matches twice. Uh, so. Yeah, that would be a very interesting way. And then, the, and then what, what, how I would book it, I don't know if people would agree with me on this one. How I would book it is Catch 2 2 loses the titles, but doesn't get pinned. Because then that keeps them oh, in, the, in the hunt. That keeps them in the hunt absolutely. for them over whoever's the champions. Just like what they did with the heavyweight tag titles with Jeff Cobb and Great O'Con. They weren't pinned at Forbidden Door. They were like nope. it was Rocky Romero and, and, and that got pinned. So that's why they were able to get that title shot against FTR, and they gave us a really good banger of a matchup against FTR. 
So you figure like they get they don't get pinned, and they can still go after the tag titles because their their claim is we didn't get pinned, we didn't you know X Y Z. So who, I who honestly would you pin in this predicament though. Bushi. I was thinking Bushi or Teton because they've already challenged for the title and have lost. So I was thinking that. Yeah, but my only uh, my only issue with that though is the fact that yeah they've already lost to them in a title match, but they pinned them in two non two non title tag matches. Regular tag matches, one outside of tag league and one in tag league. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So, but I would still say Bushi would be the one to eat the pin, eat the pinfall. That's what I was. I would say eats the pin. The only honestly. other person would be either Leo and Bay or Bay and Leo. Right. So. We'll see, man. We'll see. I, I thought that was an interesting, you know, take on it, seeing how that goes and seeing how that does. It's going to be super interesting to see. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, but yeah, Wrestle Kingdom is going to start to take shape pretty soon, uh, especially after this uh, tournament ends. And uh, remember, so here's the schedule for the upcoming week. Uh, this coming Friday, we will be recording uh, the weekly wrestling podcast on Friday with myself and mm-hmm. Sid, where we will be recap. We will be previewing NXT Deadline uh, and get you ready for that. And then on Saturday, we will be live reacting to NXT Deadline. Myself and Sid will be on there doing our thing as well. Uh, and then the next week, of course, that Thursday of next week, we will be back with the final installment of the World Tag League Super Junior Tag League Rebound, where we will recap the final three lights of league action and then talk about what happened with the final as well. And then mm-hmm. look ahead to Wrestle Kingdom with the already announced matches and things like that. And then... Uh, next Saturday, we will be back at our regularly scheduled day recording the rest, the weekly wrestling podcast where we will recap Deadline and that podcast. Actually, the last podcast of the year, ain't it? No, no, that won't be the last podcast. The last podcast of the year will be either that Thursday or that Friday because Sith actually has a wedding he's going to on the 17th. So oh. that Thursday or that Friday will be the last podcast of the year. Uh, and then we'll be off for two weeks uh, for the holidays, and then we'll be back at the beginning of the new year uh, to talk about, uh, to get back to to everything with wrestling, including, of course, the second week of January, as, we, as it's become a yearly tradition on the Weekly Wrestling Podcast, our top 10 matches of 2022. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be an interesting list. There's a lot of wrestling matches that really stood out, so it's going to be really hard to pick 10 and then rank them from 10 to 1, but I'm going to do my best. Yep. It's a, it, like I said, it's a yearly thing that we do where we pick the best 10 matches and rank them. But, um, yeah, we are gonna we got that coming, so make sure you, you check that out. And as always, make sure that you check us out on social media at facebook.com slash nospotspod, twitter.com slash truenospotspod, Twitch.tv slash True No Spots Pod, 
at tiktok.com slash at true no spots pod uh, we are on social media we out here so make sure you check us out for our audio listeners we appreciate you listening and make sure that you follow not only follow this podcast yeah, absolutely. Not only do you follow this podcast, but make sure you follow Sis Basement, which comes out every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time with all his takes on pop culture, movies, politics, and many, many more. So make sure you check that out as well. We will see you guys next week for the season finale. Hey, guys, it's Champ here. We hope you enjoyed that episode of No Spots Podcast. If you did, make sure you are following us so you can be notified when we upload new episodes. And make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, facebook.com slash nospotspod, as well as on Twitter, at truenospotspod. We will catch you on the next episode. Myself, Donnie Wrestling, and The Sith for the No Spots Podcast on the True Radio Network.